old country for old men. We're a podcast about board games, tabletop role-playing games, and tabletop war games. And we're back from spring break, baby! And we're back! Grab those D20s, it's gonna get nerdy! Yeah! <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, I got some uh, drive-time radio DJ stuck in my throat there. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, uh, you should have that looked at. I need just a little bit, uh, a little bit more coffee here. Yeah, we've... Uh... We've taken a short break to um, visit other countries or just relax or, I guess, paint miniatures, if that's your thing. I don't know what you got up to during the break. But we're back now, and we're going to talk about trolls and not the internet variety. Oh, that's, that's all the material I had prepared variety. today. Oh, oh, this is going to be awkward. Um, as always, I'm your host, Troy. My pronouns are he, him. And I'm joined by my top troll. And my name's Ed. My pronouns are they and them. And uh, I like to shit talk politicians on the internet. That's my claim to trolling fame. Yes, I I have not done a lot of trolling recently. It doesn't get you much except for more bullshit on your feed because uh, various social media is like, oh, you want to see more of this, don't you? And then I just spend time on social media being mad. The algorithm rewards engagement. Therefore, do not engage. Should you say, do not feed the trolls? Oh, I brought it back around. Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> do not feed the algorithm. Do not feed the <laughs> algorithm. is a computer troll. Yeah, well, I mean, kind of. But before we get into trolls and the nature thereof and whether or not anyone has brought a cave troll, uh, we have to do a segment we call The Weekend Hobby which is more like three weeks in hobby, but um, we were on break. We were on vacations, so it's probably less than normal. I'll which go, is surprising. I'll go first. Um, I did no miniature painting. I did no craft-related things. Um, I did play a couple games of Blood Bowl in my Blood Bowl league, Um one of my Skaven has finally reached level 6, which Ew. makes him a nightmare for opponents, as he is now capable of doing a one-turn touchdown from the, like, midfield line. He, he just I'm going to say no. In fact, in the last game I played, he did it twice. Um... No, thank you. The last turn of the first half and the first turn of the second half. So two back-to-back, one-turn touchdowns. I just hand him the ball and he runs down the field. He's great. Um, I still lost that game because my opponent was like 600k better than me as a team. And uh, yeah. Yeah, everybody got Basically anything, anything that can step on a Skaven, basically. Yes, he had enough guys that could punch me and mine I, I had like eight injured players at the end of that match it was Ow. not pretty what 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 was your opponent undead yeah undead they hurt uh, a lot more than you would expect uh well one of his mummies also had a increased strength yeah that'll do it and uh, you know the mummies just themselves were were not not great for me um Yes. But, uh, yeah. That was the big one. Um, I also did Session Zeros for a couple of games that I'm going to be running. Well, one that I'm going to be in and one that I'm running. 
Uh, for the one that I'm going to be in, it's a Starfinder game. Woo, we're doing sci-fi fantasy. Why them stars. Where, where I will be playing a lizard person from a warrior race. Uh, they call them Vesk, but they're basically like Klingons, Trandoshans kind of thing. <laughs> um, who is a former uh, prize fighter who got in trouble for betting on his own matches. And Oops. so um, took this opportunity to like explore a new planet and like help a charter colony that's been founded there. So he's yes, uh, air quotes explore. Yeah, well, his primary goal is to be famous. Um, and he'll do that by you know learning to fight by like fighting stuff in matches or by becoming an Instagram influencer. He don't really care. <laughs> um he takes Just a lot of don't selfies. do any colonizing oh i don't think there's a native sentient species but i that's could be, acceptable then i could be wrong i haven't read the module because i'm not running it i'm playing in it um the other session zero i did was for a lancer campaign that i'm going to be running um, yeah big robots yeah big robots big stompy robots uh that one is specifically designed to um, avoid some of those colonial narratives because there are no sentient alien species that are spacefaring aside from humans. Um, what about the and, animals? And one exception that uh, was genocided. It, Boo. It, there's a whole bunch of lore regarding that and it's not all... It, it It's related to one of the campaigns, one of the official campaigns. So... Suffice to note that unless you're running that official campaign, there are no sentient alien races, so you can't really colonialize and genocide them. You have to colonize and genocide planets that humans are already on. Um, uh, the game also was explicitly still boo, I guess. <laughs> well, the game was explicitly designed that way, so there isn't an alien other for you to fight. There's no Klingons. There's no like Mass Effect Reapers. There's no space orcs that are just a generic bad guy that you could feel fine about killing it's all other humans um we'll do an episode on lancer soon enough and i'll talk about some of the thought that went into the game design because it they thought about it on a pretty deeper level huzzah um especially for some of the setting design elements uh and that that's really been it i think um, I bought a pack of Pokemon cards in Portugal to give to someone. Interesting. Uh, because buying cards, uh, buying, like, trading cards that are in another language is always fun. Yeah, that's true. Um, I once bought a X-Wing miniature in Paris because I wanted the French version of all the cards. <laughs> Le B-Wing. Le wing de bee? I don't know. I don't. I don't speak French. <laughs> Neither do I. And in fact, if I do that impression too much, they won't let me back into the country. Oops. Uh, and that's been my weekend hobby. Ed, how about you? Yay! Uh, as with you, I was also out of the country uh, visiting America's hat. Unfortunately, didn't get a chance to look for any uh, good game stores or anything like that. Uh, maybe next time. 
but I did get to play a game of Advanced Squad Leader for the first time in probably three years. Huzzah! Uh, it's, it's been a while. It wasn't since lockdown, I think, that we actually played. Uh, I was the dastardly Germans. I had to prevent uh, a bunch of uh, American stragglers from the D-Day landings from getting off the board. And even though the game only lasted two turns before my opponent decided that he didn't have enough, uh, he wasn't able to get enough points off the board to win in such a short amount of time. I forgot how long that game actually takes to play. It took us about two hours to get through two turns. So that was good. Hopefully there will be more in the future because I've acquired just about every reprint of Advanced Squad Leader that has come out since the pandemic started and they're all just sitting here sad and shrink-wrapped because I haven't been able to play in person. And then what else did I do? Played a lot of uh, Advanced Wars, which is not like specifically a board game, but it's strategy adjacent. And then I've been listening to some other nerds talk about vintage uh, CCG games, and that piqued my interest. And of all things, I ended up getting a booster box of the X Files card game from 1996. I saw that, and it's interest. I'm interested in the concept because uh, pretty much everybody describes it as Clue without the board. Uh, you're playing as one of the members of the syndicate who are the bad guys in X Files, and you're trying to protect your X File while at the same time expose your opponents by manipulating the FBI agents. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I'll get a booster box. I'll get through those and then I'll have enough to build a deck, uh, which was incorrect. The way that they distribute their cards is weird. It's not entirely random. Uh, there are certain groups of cards that are always packed together. And after a while I could recognize, Oh, I already know what's in this pack because I've seen this combination of cards already at the start. And weirdly, none of the actual agents are in the booster packs, which looking through the card list, I guess, makes kind of sense. They didn't add any like other really generic agents from the show. It's basically just your main characters and they only come in the uh, starter decks. So I need to go track down some starter decks before we can actually play. Um, they did kind of refine how they distributed cards for the uh they did a like a reprint called the truth is out there like right before the game ended where they took all the x-file cards out and put them in the deck since you only ever need one x-file card and only one copy of it and if you buy the original boosters you can get packs that are just nothing but x-file cards which you don't need and to be honest, there's like really no reason for it to be a trading card game other than the fact that it was a new genre at the time that was easy to license and it was, you know, trendy nah, in the 90s. A money grab, cash grab. Well, that's the thing is that it, it wasn't even really a cash grab because it's it seems to be a fairly decent game and it's still played in tournaments in as least as recent as 2022. So there's still an audience for it, even for a game that only made through like one expansion. And honestly, it's kind of like a living card game before that concept existed. So if you had a company like Fantasy Flight, get the rights to X-Files, get some good artists, draw from like the novels and the comics and the expanded universe and the rest of the series, you could have a really cool living card game uh, based on the X-Files. So 
maybe whenever I find those starter decks, I'll come back with like a full review of it. But it's an interesting idea, and I it's an idea I want to see explored more just through a different format. But maybe that's just a window for me to create my own card game about government conspiracies. Because the government be conspiring. Yeah, but all the conspiracy stuff these days is cloaked in right-wing garbage nonsense, so... um, Yeah, that's why we gotta bring it back down home to aliens. Alien... I mean... I would argue that the TV show... um, The the animated series Inside Job did a pretty good job of that, actually. I haven't seen Inside Job yet, but I was disappointed that I heard that it got cancelled. Yes, you should watch it, because it's very much the fun conspiracies. Nice. Um, lizard yeah, make, people... make conspiracy theories fun again. Yeah, lizard people, um, UFOs. Um, one of the big things is that the Earth isn't flat, it's hollow. <laughs> I know that one. That one's got some... Uh, that's a little bit swastika-y on that one. Well, it's not... Um, I don't think there's Nazis in it. There's just like giant monsters and fungus people. Um, it, are, are you talking about the the version of it on the show or the actual Hollow Earth conspiracy? The version on the show. Okay, <laughs> I was going to say that's that's very different from the actual Hollow Earth conspiracy. I mean, they they take some cues, I think, from like uh, Jules Verne Voyage to the Center of the Earth kind of stuff mm-hmm. for it, rather than the. Absolutely nuts. There's a secret society of Aryan super people living inside the earth. Nazi bullshit garbage. Yep. Make conspiracy theories fun again. Yes. Maybe that'll be the name of my card game. Make conspiracy theories fun again. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Um, And I think that's pretty much it. I also didn't do a whole lot of painting. Uh, I've been doing a lot of out of town work so i've been just absolutely exhausted and after holding screwdrivers for 12 hours a day my hands aren't really feeling up to holding paintbrushes yay work yay work all right so that's been the week or three in hobby yay so on to our main topic trolls do we have to pay the troll toll to get past this part of the podcast we do not good So, trolls are derived from Nordic folklore, including uh, Norse mythology, not horse mythology. I want to know what horse mythology is. What do horses think about the universe? Nay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go go watch Bojack Horseman and you'll find out. You'll also be depressed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's Why? why I haven't watched it. Why the long face? Um, so in Nordic folklore and then later Scandinavian folklore, um, trolls, well, okay. In Nordic folklore, trolls were beings that dwelled in isolated areas of rocks, mountains, caves, living in small family units, and were generally indifferent or unhelpful to humans. Um, get out of my yard. Norse trolls and uh, like middle high German troll was a very wide term. Um, it's almost like the term fairy, where it, it hmm. could mean any sort of mythological creature that lives out there in the wilderness. It's be like, yep, that's a troll. That's yeah. a troll. That's I mean, also a troll. Oh, that werewolf? That's a troll. 
That, those giants, <laughs> that's a troll. Um, that demonic thing, type of troll. Next door neighbor, troll. Also, also a troll. Um, and in fact, there were trolls that looked just like humans, and trolls that were like you know, there were a whole bunch of different types of trolls in Norse mythology. And I mean, it was just sort of a general term. Um, whereas Scandinavian folklore sort of turned trolls into a more specific thing. Uh, this generally happened after Christianity reached the area. Um, so trolls were kind of more described as being strong, dim-witted, uh, living for a long time. And then sometimes they eat people and sometimes mm. they turn to stone upon contact with sunlight. Um, as seen in the documentary Troll Hunter. As seen in the documentary Troll Hunter, as seen in The Hobbit, which we'll talk oh, yeah, about. that's right. Uh, Hobbit has trolls. Yes, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings in general have trolls, but we'll talk a little bit about Tolkien trolls because uh, Tolkien clearly was borrowing from the Norse and Scandinavian folklore because, uh, well, a professor who teaches Beowulf in the Old English is going to do that. It must be early in the morning if I've forgotten that Lord of the Rings has trolls in it. Yeah, we even made the cave troll joke like twice. <laughs> um. A lot of Scandinavian folklore is that, like, various weird rock formations are trolls that were, you know, caught in the sun and Oops. turned to stone. And so that's how you get that weird big rock sitting in the middle of somebody's field. That rock, troll. Um, as we know from learning geology, those are um, rocks that were pushed down mountainsides via glacier. Mostly. Or troll. Glaciers, the true enemies of... The true nature of trolls. Glacier? That's troll. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> also, uh, trolls are oftentimes described as being afraid of loud noises, such as lightning. Um, and also the uh, peeling of bells, such as church bells, um, being like why they don't have trolls anymore. It's because, oh, we had put up churches and the bells scared the trolls away. We we genocided them via bell. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think we'll talk a little about uh, something towards the end that involves that and is quite good. Um, sometimes little trolls are supposed to live in, like, burial mounds or mountains. Um, there are a couple of different types of trolls... You know, it's a long, long um, history of folklore. And there's a bunch of interesting stories regarding trolls. You know, people going out in the wilderness and running into trolls who are sometimes helpful and sometimes terrifying. Um, also, there's a Norwegian research helpful. station in Antarctica named Troll. <laughs> um, because it's surrounded by mountains. So, uh. Yeah. Um, then, of course, we have... Uh, the next one is going to be Tolkien Trolls, because Lord of the Rings is where modern fantasy kind of gets all its good ideas from. Uh, trolls in Middle-earth were derived pretty heavily from the Norse and Scandinavian. 
They were big, strong, dumb, and turned to stone in sunlight. They also like eating people in The Hobbit. Um, the Hobbit has a fantastic mm -hmm. section where Bilbo and the dwarves get captured, and they basically start an argument among the trolls who are going to eat them about the best way to have them cooked, and they argue so long that the sun comes up and turns them all into stone. Oops. Um, yeah. And then they find a troll horde, basically loot that the trolls have gotten from attacking people, that has uh, certain magical swords and a coat of... I think that's where the uh, mithril chainmail comes from. But it's definitely where Sting, the, uh, Bilbo's sword, and the later Frodo's sword comes from. Uh, so yeah. Then, of course, Lord of the Rings has cave trolls and other um, trolls just in general uh, in the armies of Sauron and uh, Saruman. Um, so, you know, they're big, they're dumb, they work with the bad guys most of the time. Yeah. Sounds very uh, trollish. Yeah, they're, they're just big, dumb, and they can turn to stone when sunlight hits them. Um, they're, they're very much uh, based on Norse mythology and Nordic mythology. Uh, then, of course, we have the classic D&D trolls. Uh, I don't remember much about D&D trolls. Really? So, D&D trolls... All I remember is that in Icewind Dale, they had trolls, and you had to use the, the fire pot uh, items in order to actually kill them, and it was annoying. Yes, so D&D trolls um, are... Pull some stuff... Uh, that they're, sort of, they're similarly based a little on the Norse and Scandinavian, although they don't have the... Um, turning to stone in the sunlight. They tend to be sort of like nine foot tall with ungainly legs um, and, you, you know, thick hides. They're generally kind of dumb with a bunch of hair um, and kind of hunched with long arms. Their big thing is that they can regenerate. Uh, troll regeneration is real strong. Um, they eat whatever, and they, like, you can cut off their arm and it'll grow back. Uh, to stop the no. regeneration, you gotta hit them with, uh, fire, typically. I do remember now, in one of our high school games, uh, our, our long rest was disturbed by trolls. We didn't have anything to fight them with that would actually kill them. So we wrapped our tiefling monk's hands in, like cloth and then lit them on fire with oil from the lamp that we had and had him like go punch the trolls i, I remember that now i don't remember that it was i can't remember if it was like part of an actual campaign that we were running or if it was like a one-off game but it was a very weird thing that happened just one night it was also like 3 a.m so we were probably all delirious at that point i just don't remember anyone playing a tiefling monk in any of our high school games uh, we we had one, like I said, this could have been a one-off. Because tieflings weren't really a as much of a thing in 3.5. Unless I'm hallucinating. 
But I, I remember this being a hilarious event. Yeah, I mean, I tieflings were available, but they were like Azamar, where they were an add-on race from the DMG or something. Unless this was a game that you, for some reason, weren't involved in, that's also a possibility. Yeah, that sounds like it might be, because I have no memory of this. Much like Gandalf. <laughs> I have no Warrior. memory of this place. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, Lord of our uh, Dungeons and Dragons trolls—they were introduced in first edition. They're—they've been around forever. Um, they're generally evil. Generally, um, humanoids are classified as giants. Sometimes they regenerate. Their artwork is uh, widely varied. Um. They're, uh, yeah, they're, they're just kind of a fun low to mid-level enemy because of the regeneration. They can be hard to kill. Um, they tend to live in swamps or forests. Uh, there are obviously varieties that live in caves or mountains or, um, and of course there are some like fire trolls, which are fire resistant, (laughs) making them much harder to kill. If you can't, uh, you know, burn them to get through the regeneration. Do they need ice? Uh, I think ice does work on that. Uh, There are also, of course, ice trolls and snow trolls that are cold resistant. If if there is a troll, it's probably resistant to something. Yes, that's a pretty fair assumption. Uh, I believe acid damage usually works on all of them as well to uh, stop... um, the regeneration. Yeah, acid and fire are the typical options. Unless it's an acid troll. And then you're just out of luck. Yeah. Like a fire or, acid troll. Or, I guess, if you if you have an acid troll, you could probably just douse it with water. Because the only thing I remember from public school chemistry was always add acid. So I'm assuming if you throw water on an acid troll, you're going to get some kind of hideous explosion. I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> Yeah, so that's Dungeons and Dragons Trolls. But shortly after Dungeons and Dragons first came out, there was a second role-playing game. Uh, the what's generally regarded as the second role-playing game ever, uh, second fantasy role-playing game ever made, Tunnels and Trolls. Mm. Originally published in 1975. Um I'm just going to do a brief spiel on it because it it doesn't actually have anything to do with trolls aside from the name. Um, Basically, a guy read the D&D books and were like, wow, these are confusing. I like the idea of a fantasy role-playing game, but maybe we can streamline the rules? (laughs) No, streamlining. Um, And so he did. And it was published and, you know, it did pretty well. Uh, it entered, it was published internationally fairly quickly, um, and on, it entered international markets before Dungeons and Dragons did in some cases. <laughs> um, it's very similar to early editions of Dungeons and Dragons. It's got, you know, attributes like strength, intelligence, luck, constitution, dexterity, charisma, and then also added wizardry and speed. Um... To be fair, I guess D&D also has a speed uh, marker. Yeah, but you don't roll attribute. dice to determine what it is. Oh. Um, huh. 
I actually kind of like that idea. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting setup. Um, you can play your typical fantasy races, humans, elves, dwarves, hobbits, halflings. Um, and then additional ones and additional monster races. And it only has two base classes, at least initially. Warriors and wizards. Um, warriors fight, wizards cast magic. And wow. then there are they some... Even, they don't even give you a thief in there. Not initially. Uh, eventually, some options kind of emerged to give you that. But the, they didn't have thieves initially. Uh, it's kind of interesting in that combat is all opposed roles rather than target roles. Hmm. Um, when you fight someone, you both like that idea. roll a number of dice depending on the weapon you're using and then add bonuses depending on your stats. Um, and whoever gets the most out of that is the one who hits, and that uh, damage is then reduced by whatever armor the person is wearing. Hey, it's basically the rules from Frostgrave. It's a bit. It's kind of similar, except you roll dice pools rather than d20s, and the dice pools are based on the weapon you have more so. So it's. I mean, dice pools may improve the Frostgrave system. Um, I would note that Silver Bayonet, the most recent entry in the, like, Frostgrave extended game system, uses a... The McCulliverse. Yeah, the McCulliverse, uses a 2d10 system. Nice. Um, with different d10s depending on what type of weapon you're using. I need, I still need to, to look into Silver Bayonet. I want to make a miniature Napoleon. Yeah, the rules look a little more complicated because of the 2d10 nature of the system, but also less d20 swingy. I guess this would be pre-Napoleon. I mean, it is Napoleonic, so... Oh wait, no, I I don't know, I, I thought the game was French Revolution for some reason. You, I don't know. You could probably play it during the French Revolution if you wanted. Um, Sentient guillotine. Oh, ho, ho. You know, you know why all the uh, billionaires want to move to space, right? Yep. It's because guillotines require gravity to function. This is true. Um, the next big game to feature trolls reasonably amount was uh, Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah, boy. Um, trolls are a common element because, you know, Warhammer Fantasy grabbed a lot of stuff from Dungeons and Dragons and Tolkien and also like Fairfred and the Grey Mouser. Um, yeah, it did. The, the famous uh, Warhammer fantasy, like human bard and troll and dwarf slayer are kind of drawing from some of those sword and sorcery stuff. And by kind of, I mean, the, uh, series. Yeah, directly drawing from sword and sorcery books. Yep. Um, Warhammer, you're a ripoff, but I love you anyway. Yeah. I mean, even the, like, Chaos Star is pulled from other stuff. <laughs> the Chaos Star came from the Elric series. Yeah, they're, they're not exactly the most inventive group. Um, trolls are very similar to D&D trolls. They are good at regenerating. They're stupid and big and generally evil. Um... They, uh, in this, they are extra likely to be warped by chaos and can eat just about everything. Um, also, yep. 
that eat just about everything part is because they have the most corrosive stomach acid known to magic science. Um, so sometimes they can, like, belch acid onto people or killing them. If you cut open the stomach when you kill them, they kind of spray acid yeah, everywhere do. and it kills you. Uh, yeah. There are a few varieties of trolls. Um, chaos trolls, river trolls, stone trolls... And they show up in mostly green-skin armies, that is, orcs and goblins. Um, but also, I think Chaos Trolls can show up in some Chaos armies. They're... Yeah, the green-skin stone trolls were, like, the most common ones. I think they made some miniatures for the river trolls. Oh, they did. I, I'm looking um, at some of them right now. And there's miniatures for Chaos Trolls as well. I don't think I've seen the Chaos Trolls yet. Um, Let me... Let me take a look. It looks pretty, uh, pretty old, honestly. Of course, this also means that they yeah. show up in Blood Bowl. Yeah. Um, the greatest Warhammer game ever. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's slightly better than Necromunda, so yes, greatest Warhammer-related game ever. And, uh, tr unlike in Warhammer, trolls are actually useful in Blood Bowl. Yes. Yes, they are. I mean, they occupy the role of a big guy. Uh, they are, do have the, what, boneheaded rule, because they're dumb. Yep. But, uh, their, their ability to smash and their regeneration powers make them hard to be taken out of the game. And good at hitting people. Um. Uh, yeah. So, uh... That's your Warhammer Trolls. Um, but then, of course, we get into more modern stuff and we get video games. And if you do on Warhammer, to make a Warhammer, you have to use Warcraft. Oh, boy. That was kind of a bad joke. I'm not even... I'm not going to defend that <laughs> I mean... The notion that the Warhammer game, or the Warcraft games and Starcraft games might have been inspired very heavily by uh, Warhammer and Warhammer 40k, respectively, is um, kind of an open secret. Basically, all, all modern fantasy stuff, the... Uh, the family tree is just a circle. I mean, but even... Even more so than that, uh, if you look at Warcraft in the original, like, the dwarves have gunpowder and stuff. Which yeah, wasn't a Warhammer. common fantasy element, except for in Warhammer, where the dwarves had cannons um, and thunderers and stuff. And then Starcraft has a race of humans with space marines... A race of <laughs> psychic people who can see the future. And a race of alien bug monsters who want to eat everything. Yeah, I, I knew that uh, the Zerg were directly ripped off from the Tyranids. I didn't stop to think about the rest of it. Though. What, the Eldar Protoss and the space literal space marines? Yep. Yeah. Um, there's a theory. A, a conspiracy theory, in fact. That says that Blizzard 
created StarCraft and pitched it, like, created the alpha, alpha, alpha version of StarCraft and pitched it to Games Workshop as, hey, can we get the rights to make a Warhammer 40k game? And Games Workshop looked at them and said, no, you're not going to give us enough money for this and we don't think you guys are going to be successful, so no, you can't have the rights. And Blizzard was like, fine. And changed everything enough to, like, avoid any form of copyright infringement from a company that is known for suing people for copyright infringement. Who ironically <laughs> steals most of their material. And steals so much material, yes. Um, Although that wouldn't be the first time that somebody saying no gave us a superior product. Yes, that is that is 100% accurate. So... You know, I believe that conspiracy theory just implicitly. That seems exactly like the kind of stupidity that Games Workshop would display. Um, yep. And also, it explains why um, so much of the StarCraft stuff kind of almost fits one-to-one -one with the concepts of Warhammer. <laughs> um, but... Starcraft needs trolls. I don't think it does because of what Blizzard did with trolls in Warcraft. Yeah. So one of one of the many reasons I don't engage with Warcraft anymore. Yeah, Warcraft trolls are similar to the um <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons trolls. They have uh they're they're sort of tall, lanky, uh regenerative abilities. They often have tusks, um, making them sort of similar to the orcs, but also they're not from the same world as the orcs. They're from the main planet and have been around forever, which, again, makes not a lot of sense. Um, and there are many different types of trolls, and they are generally portrayed as being shamanistic tribal people that you go out and kill. With um, Jamaican accents. They have Caribbean or African accents when speaking normally. They use voodoo and worship deities called Loa. Because we're just going to literally rip off Caribbean cultures here. And not present them well. Because also many of the trolls are depicted as being cannibals. It's bad. It's real bad. Um... It's, it's bad. You are literally using names from real world religions and cultures and throwing them into your fantasy universe and depicting them as being barbaric primitives. Yep. And it sucks even more because I would really like to see more African mythology and inspiration from African cultures added into uh, what we in the West understand as fantasy, because I think that's a cool area that is worth exploring and deserves representation. 100%. But Blizzard absolutely shanked it at every turn. Yes. You just keep asking, why did you do this? And don't make it worse. And they just do. Yeah, no, the... The, uh, the trolls in World of Warcraft are one of the worst versions of representation um 
they are full-on cultural appropriation. A lot of times people use that term and are wrong. This is when it make this is when that term is accurate. When you take another person's culture and attempt to monetize it and display it poorly. I feel like they also did the same thing with the Tauren, who are basically Native American minotaurs. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they do and the same thing with the panda people. It's not great. Yeah, the pandas, they're they're like Kung Fu Panda style fantasy China. Like literally that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Warcraft, what are you doing? Well, I mean, can we just say based on the like knowledge of how fucked up Blizzard's internal shit is, this makes just as much sense? That's also true. Like knowing a bit about what their internal culture is like, how poorly they've made these decisions makes a lot of sense now. Nobody gave it any thought, and it's not surprising in the least. Yes. I mean, which doctor is one of their character classes? Yep. Yikes. And they do the same thing in uh, Diablo as well. And I think they're like only a few of the only African-American characters, or I should say, uh, African-descendant characters in the Diablo series are the, the witch doctors. Yeah. It's bad. I mean, I think you just call them black, because I don't know if Africa exists in the Diablo universe. That's true. I don't I don't know why I just didn't go with that. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about trolls that are not problematic. Yay. Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls trolls. No, they are problematic, because they cause problems for me when I'm trying to get to Hive Rothgar. Yes. Uh, trolls in this are... Hairy ape-like creatures. They have three eyes, um, making their skulls instantly recognizable. They are—they're animals essentially. Uh, they don't yep. seem to have language. They don't—they're not tool users. Um, they're just strong and can regenerate health. And uh, yeah. And there's normal trolls and snow and frost trolls. And, um, you know, there's a famous instance where there you run into a frost troll during a specific um, mission. When you're climbing the stairs to high Hrothgar, you get almost to the top and frost troll blocking your way and you got to fight it. And it, it's one of the, like, low-level mid-bosses almost because... Um, yeah, no no one expects a troll at that point. No one expects the trolls. No one expects the trollish inquisition. Um Apparently if you if there's a set place south of Markarth where you can find a dead troll under a bridge and when you first approach it a goat leaves the scene. <laughs> um That's a good one. Yeah, that's uh yeah, I, I did not know that, but I'm looking at, like, notes here. Trolls are, um, they're just annoying. They're, they're a good enemy design. Um, I would say. Is, is annoying good enemy design? Well, no, they're good enemy design because they are tough, strong, and can regenerate, but they take more damage from fire, 
They have interesting, unique loot of troll fat, which is worth quite a bit of money. And they, you know, you can hit them with ranged weapons and they can't do much about it. That's why I play archers. No, you play stealth archers because you're uncreative. Hey, I just <laughs> I just know how to one-shot vampires so that way I don't have to deal with their weird vampirism. Uh, simple solution, be a werewolf. Uh, I don't think I've been a werewolf yet. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe in uh, Morrowind. I think I'm currently a vampire in my Skyrim game. Though. Look, the solution to dealing with vampires is to be a werewolf because when you're a werewolf, um, you are immune to all other diseases, including <laughs> vampirism. Nice. So, uh, yeah. Do the companion's quest, become a werewolf, and then you can do what I do, which is wear heavy armor and run up to vampires, dual-wielding axes, and cut their heads off. Eh, I prefer sneaking around in the shadows. No. Dual-wielding heavy armor axes. <laughs> that is my Skyrim playthrough. I do not subscribe to the school of stealth archers. I subscribe to I the do. school of being the best barbarian you can be. <laughs> Be, be barbarian. I got. I got. I mean, here. I also have one hundred points in enchantment and uh, smithing. So those axes I wield are like the deadliest things on the planet and kill people <laughs> in a single hit. But you know, that's neither here nor there. It's over there. It, it's all over the place once I hit them with the axes. So yeah, Trolls in Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls are good enemy design, not problematic at all. They're just big, tough monsters that are sort of unique unique enough looking that they still fit the fantasy genre, but are also distinct. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're different enough. I, the first time I saw one, I was like, what is that monkey thing? Yeah. And then I was like, oh god, it's ripping my face off. Uh, they also kind of, the Frost Trolls sort of fit the like Yeti equivalent role. Yeah. Um, which is nice that they went with a troll to do that rather than throwing in a Yeti or something. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the Skyrim troll design. Um, it's a good, so now I guess we talk about, those are the like trolls from various fantasy systems and such. Um, there's not a lot of sci-fi trolls that I've looked up. Um, there, there might be some I'm in Starfinder, but there also might not. I'm not sure. They have space goblins, but that, that's because Pathfinder loves their goblins. Um, I mean, they're not going to be hard to, like, shoehorn into a sci-fi game. Be like, yep, it's a it's a giant alien troll. Boom. There you go. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, I suppose, like, a... I, I think Shadowrun has trolls. Actually, yeah, Shadowrun has trolls. They're one of the playable races. Um, they're generally described as, like, big, tough guys with uh, tusks. Um, cool. But because of the way Shadowrun works, they're, you know, they're just kind of big, tough people with tusks. They're, they don't have a distinct cultural heritage so much. Um Hey man, you're erasing you're erasing the Seattle identity. <laughs> yeah, um, they tend to also have horns. Um, 
According to Shadowrun lore, they first appeared in 2021. Uh-oh. Uh, so apparently that we missed that a couple years ago. Um, well, we've got the mega corporations, so anything is possible at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are one of the rarest metahuman races. Um, they have, there are a bunch of them in Denmark and Germany and some of the Germanic areas. They, uh, yeah, they don't have a whole lot of, like, specific cultural background. They're just big, tough guys with horns and tusks. Um, so, yeah, Shadowrun is a pretty solid usage of trolls. Um, I also kind of like the idea of having, like, cyborg, like, troll bodyguards for, uh, like, Stargrave or something like that. That'd be an interesting modeling opportunity. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. That's something to think about. Um, Frostgrave, did they have trolls? Uh, I believe so. Hmm. I don't know for certain off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure they're in there. Let's ask Let's ask the, the wizard. There is a Frostgrave scenario called Troll Hunt. Yeah, it looks like there are snow trolls. Yep, snow trolls. And zombie snow um, trolls. What about? I'm not a, I'm not as much of a fan of their uh, their troll minis, though. I think I could do a better job. Um, I don't think Rangers of Shadowdeep has trolls, uh, but it does have ogres, which fill basically the same role. For some reason, I don't know. Trolls just don't seem like they fit with, like, the vibe of Rangers of Shadowdeep for some reason. I don't know why, but Ogre feels like it fits better. Yeah, um, well, Ogres... I have no I have no scientific basis for this. It's just, it's a vibe. I, I'll, I'll tell you why. It's because trolls are, a lot of times in folklore and mythology, doing their own thing. They're guarding bridges, they're just rolling in and kind of attacking a small village, they're living out in the woods and capturing people to eat. They're doing their own thing. They're not organized. Ogres, on the other hand, you, you see them, like, organized and as part of a band of roving orcs or goblins, you know, doing shit. Um, so and I yeah. guess that kind of makes sense, because the, like, Rangers of Shadow Deep, the whole idea is that, like, Mordor is, like, encroaching upon this kingdom. Yes. And so it's, like, an organized assault on whatever this generic fantasy kingdom is. Alador is the generic fantasy kingdom's name, but yes. Got it. Um, and yeah, the forces of darkness are encroaching and literally the shadow deep is so like taking over the neighboring kingdom and you have to do something about it. So, uh, yeah, I still think they should call it Mordor. <laughs> I like it being the shadow deep cause it's kind of generic. -y, and also it plays with other fantasy stuff. Cause it is like, literally an area of unnatural shadow and darkness that encroaches upon the land. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's the realm of chaos. Oh no. It's a realm of chaos. It's the, what, what the nothing from the never ending story. It's, you know, doesn't, uh, dragon age have something similar. Yeah. Um, 
I never got very far in Dragon Age. Yeah, and neither did I. I. I didn't like its combat system in the first one, and that caused me to not play the further games. Um. Yeah, so... Yeah, you don't really get trolls in that. You get ogres. We will do a whole separate episode about ogres, I think. Because um, ogres are fun and worth talking about. And they're one of the most fun Blood Bowl teams. They are. I'm playing one assuming, right now. Assuming you like flipping the board in anger because your troll, your ogres are all dumb on one turn. Well, that's the hilarious thing. I think I only had two stupidity rolls on my ogres in my game with them. Like, it was incredibly minimal stupidity for them. They just ran around and punched everybody else unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, that It did not help my opponent that he was playing as the Norse, so his guys didn't have armor because they were all naked. Um, I think last time I played Ogres, I had, I had, like, a perfect box, like, around the... Or almost perfect box around the ball. I was getting ready to... to squish uh it was goblins i was playing against because i was like oh yeah uh this goblin's gonna get the beat down and i'm gonna get the ball and every single ogre in that box rolled stupid that turn Oof. and the goblins scored. that's rough <laughs> um doing an episode about ogres will also obviously allow us to talk about the game ogre yeah that's one that uh is on my wish list that i have not gotten to but i really want to play yeah i'd be interested in playing it um because i believe it is based off the bolo books or at least kind of inspired yes it's inspired by keith lommer's bolo series um which i remember reading back in the day um about ai driven super battle tanks that have nuclear reactors and all the guns. Yeah, son. Um, so yeah, we'll... So this has been our episode about ogres. <laughs> that that will be our future episode about ogres, which we'll do at some point. Um, I think we're pretty much covered trolls. I, I guess the last question is, what would you like to see done with trolls? Um, I would like to see more intelligent uh, troll races, like how in Warcraft they are intelligent, they are not necessarily evil because the the races in the horde are not necessarily evil. They're just different, and they don't like the alliance because the alliance likes to subjugate non elves and non humans. Um, but done in a not hideously uh, racist manner. Yeah, that would be nice. Um... I also I also like just the idea of cyber trolls. Now I want to I want to make some of those for either some kind of generic uh, cyberpunk thing or for Stargrave, because that's kind of the modeling realm that I'm working on. Yeah, that could be pretty cool. Um, actually, I think there is a Infinity model called a Troll Hunter. Yeah, I I would believe um, it. Because the Svartheim, the like Norse-themed planet that's part of Pan-Oceania... Um, yeah, uh, I would, again, I, I like your thought on like cyberpunk trolls and cyber trolls. Um, I'd also like to see, I mean, the old school trolls that turn into stone 
when they exposed to sunlight could be interesting. Um, yeah. Something doing something with that, I think, is a untapped little niche. I also feel like if you had some kind of either like board game or tabletop game where you have like either a day and night mechanic or some kind of like light mechanic where, you know, the, the trolls, they have to be like within this covering terrain when it's daylight out or, you know, your dudes have some kind of UV flashlight. And if they're within the cone of like, you know, 90 degrees or whatever in front of the the model, then they can sunlight the trolls stuff like that could be interesting yeah that could be interesting and it reminded me that there are two more things i need to talk about in regards to trolls the first one and we'll get through these fast the first one is discworld trolls the terry pratchett book series uh long running millions of copies sold uh they are silicon based rock creatures um rock troll if it gets too hot they become dumb <laughs> so a lot of times during the day they're dumb or they just sit around like piles of rocks. Uh, whereas at night it's cooler. So they get smarter because their brains are computers. Um, I like it. They have a long running feud with dwarves because dwarves like mining rocks and a sleeping troll looks like a pile of rocks. Ow. Um, Leave me alone. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, plenty of times dwarves have mined into a troll and the troll has punched the dwarf and wars have started. Um, That's good. Yeah, that'll start a war with dwarves. Yeah, I mean, one of the historical battles in this setting is the Battle of Coombe Valley, uh, where an army of trolls fought an army of dwarves in a narrow, like glacial valley full of pitfalls and underground rivers and stuff and it's considered the only battle in which both armies ambushed each other <laughs> because of just how chaotic the terrain was um yeah and neither side really won because a flood came through and killed them all Oops. uh yeah that's that's what you get um and then the last one is the hilda a uh, series of graphic novels, like children's graphic novels and cartoon show. It's based heavily on Scandinavian mythology, and so trolls play a big part. And they sort of, when the sun comes up, they turn to stone, and then when it gets dark again, they turn back into creatures that walk around. They also don't like bells. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. It's it's a kid's show, but it is a smart kid's show, and it leans heavily onto the folklore mythology side of stuff, so it's fun. Huzzah. We stan intelligent kids' shows. Yes, and also... Make children intelligent again. It has a very <laughs> distinctive, like, Scandinavian design style and palette that is nice. uh, very pleasing to this graphic designer. Huzzah. Graphic design is your passion. It's also my job. <laughs> so you know yeah and that's trolls yay so we have a segment on this podcast called board game corner ed tell me about a board game oh boy um it's not specifically a board game it's a digital board game uh but if you're like me and 
like revisiting the war- the horrors of World War II uh, for fun and enjoyment, you might want to check out Valor and Victory by Yobo War Games and published by Slitherein Software. Uh, you can find it on Steam and probably GOG, but it's basically Advanced Squad Leader Light, which I think I've used for uh, uh, not Command and Conquer, Combat Commander. Uh, but this one actually is like a very light stripped down version of advanced squad leader. It uses very similar mechanics. Um, it uses a hex and war or a uh, hex and tile system. Uh, covers pretty much the basics at this point of world war two. So you've got uh, Stalingrad, you've got Normandy, you've got, uh, I think the battle of the bulge. It's a little bit light on content right now. Um, it, I think it was in early access for a while, but it's only been out for a short, short moment. Hopefully they keep doing more with it um, because it's a good way to scratch that squad leader itch, but also not have to sit thumbing through a thousand page rulebook. So if you want to check out a game that's very similar to Advanced Squad Leader, but is much faster, you can play single player, although the AI is not very good. That's the only... Uh, critique that I really have of it. The AI will consistently make dumb moves like just straight on run into a fortified building full of machine guns. Doesn't end well. Uh, But check out Valor and Victory if you want some good, quick advanced squadder, advanced squad leader adjacent World War II action. Alright. Yep. So, that's been our show. As always, thank you for listening. Um, Support your local union. Uh, if you know a writer who is on strike, um, maybe give them, maybe buy them lunch or something. So if the writers are on strike, does that mean we can't read? Is reading crossing a picket line? No, no, no. It's uh, specifically screenwriters. So then is watching TV crossing the picket line? Uh, not if you're, you're, no watching new shows. What if it's an old show then you're fine. that is new to you? Then you're okay. fine. No, no, don't watch new TV. That's crossing the picket line. Good. Um, actually, I, and I guess don't literally cross the picket line if you're near one of them because they are picketing certain like studios. Yeah. Um, so so don't cross picket lines. Um. If you uh, want to support your local game store, you should. Uh. If you want to get mad at Blizzard for making racist trolls, you probably should. You, you should be mad at Blizzard for a lot of reasons. Yes, and that's that's one of them. Um, I hear Overwatch 2 was another reason to be mad at Blizzard, but I don't play Overwatch, so... I don't, I don't either. I, I don't play any Blizzard games anymore, really. Um, yeah, neither do I. Haven't for a long time. Um... If you want to like, subscribe, rate, do whatever you want to support our podcast, please do that. Tell people about it. Scream it from the rooftops. Print out giant signs um, that, you know, tell people to listen to the podcast. Please. Hire trolls to distribute our podcast. Yeah. Um, And uh, do the things Ed's about to tell you to do. Oh boy. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Animadness. Uh, it's been kind of slow there lately, but I feel like I say that every time. So I'll post when I post. Just 
that's the way it is. Uh, you can also support your reproductive justice funds, uh, your bail funds, uh, any relocation funds out there for queer people out in the South. Uh, check in on your queer friends. It's a lot worse than I would have imagined it uh, a year ago. On a similar note, sink Texas and Florida into the Gulf. Um, and go trolls? Go trolls! Go trolls! <laughs>